You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hello, everyone. I am here because I am bringing you another bonus episode. I absolutely love Sam's journey. I love that you guys are getting to experience it, but what I don't love is that it's delayed, (laughs) meaning the conversations that Sam and I are having about what's going on right now with coronavirus and everything changing in our space are not going to be airing for a little bit of time. And so I want to make sure that this podcast continues to be a very relevant resource for you in every possible way that we can. So We're adding another bonus episode, which is an interview um, that one of my clients did with me. So one of my dear clients and dear friends, Ariel Frey, asked me to be part of an interview series she was doing. And I absolutely loved our conversation. We talked so much about the mindset shifts that need to happen right now, the things that women entrepreneurs are experiencing, what I believe everyone needs to know and be thinking about how to use uncertainty to your benefit and all of these other amazing nuggets. And so I wanted to get that to you as soon as possible and get that live for you because I think you will benefit greatly from that. And again, my biggest, biggest, biggest value is that this podcast is a value to you. So I hope you enjoy it and I hope that you are staying safe and taking care of yourself and your family. I had a whole like intro in my mind planned for you because obviously you know that I like love you so much. So, but I think it would be best for you to intro yourself and then I'll just add things to it. Sure, sure. Definitely. So I am Lacey. I'm a business mentor and success coach. My business is a lit up life. And basically I help women at all stages of business apply mindset strategy and execution to their business and to make an income and an impact online. Amazing. That was way more concise than mine's going to be, which (laughs) I was going to say that I've just been working with you for years now, at least two years now, right? Two. Yeah, I think two. But yeah, no, I've been working with you for a few years and it's just been so life-changing from, you know, the fact that you have this therapy background and there's so much that I think you bring to our conversations and our mastermind and all of that from that background. And yeah, I'm just so thankful for you because you've helped me so much transition through so many different things (laughs) in my life. It's like, it's like night and day. So yeah, so that's why I'm really excited to be able to have you on and just interview you um, and ask you some of these things because I know, you know, how much you've changed my life. And so I just know that these women being able to hear from you is going to be really valuable for them. Awesome. Thank you so much. It's so beautiful to hear that. So um, I'm sure you have this question asked to you a lot, but like right now, but what are the biggest mindset tips um, that you have for business owners at the moment? Oh my gosh. So many. Um, (laughs) I think like the first one is just like actually do the mindset work. I mean, I know that's so simple and I promise I'll give you better ones too, but I think that like you know, in times like these, it's so easy for that to be the thing that falls away Um, or to feel like, you know, you don't have time or whatever. And, 
you know, I think that there's just never been a more important time to be doing your mindset work every single day. Um, and so whatever that is for you, if that's like listening to something really positive every day, if that's journaling, if that's affirmations, if that's meditation, if that's tapping, it doesn't matter what that is, but like, are you doing something for your brain every day? Like our brains are on stress and overdrive right now. And if you're not tending to that every day, you are just naturally going to feel worse, right? I think a, a second tip is like, be really conscientious of what's yours in all of this and what's like the collective, because like there's a ton of collective intensity and anxiety right now, but that doesn't mean you have mm-hmm. to hold or carry all of that every day. Um, I've been talking to a lot of my clients about this where like, kind of like a lot of their life feels somewhat normal in the sense Mm -hmm. that like we all work from home anyway, we have online businesses, things like that. But like they're experiencing a lot of the intensity of the collective anxiety and just being able to separate those out is really useful. Another one I would say is that, you know, it's really, well, we'll talk about this one in a minute, but it's really just about like the little things that matter the most right now. Like, are you still like, following a schedule? Are you showing yourself that you can trust yourself that if you say you're going to do this thing today, you do this thing? Are you doing one little thing that's nice for yourself every day? Are you taking that five minutes to do your mindset work? Like I think in times like these, we want to grab for the magic pill so hard. And we're like, what's the thing that makes this all better? And it's like, it's always the littlest things, you know? And if you commit to those, like you truly will feel better. Yeah. Will you talk on like, um, trying, not trying to make those things perfect. Cause I think like that's part of the pill thing, right. Is like when we are looking for the magic pill, we're also trying to make those little things like perfect to try to hold on to that control. Like how do I create control when there isn't any? Well, yeah, there is well but... I think that like the first is just deciding. I mean, I think that's such an important conversation right now, but it's like, deciding and creating certainty where you can, like you can decide if you're going to get your mindset work in. you can decide if you're going to do a workout tomorrow. You can decide like all of these things that sometimes when like there is long-term uncertainty, we decide that there's like no certainty in anything. And the truth is like certainty is a feeling that we can cultivate. Right. And so you can create that for yourself in the smallest ways every day. Like, so for me, just like a small example is like, I used to go um, to bar class five times a week and I'm not going to bar class now. And so just that creating that certainty for myself of like, okay, well, like what am I doing in its place? And do I know I'm going to move my body and release stress every day? And like, am I going to actually show up for that? Like if I say I'm going to run today, do I run today? Like Mm -hmm. finding that, like those little pockets of self-trust and like you get to decide what that looks like for you. But the decision is so important in the like not making it perfect thing, because it's like, I have to decide what is possible for me and what I can do. If all I can do is like 10 minutes of like jumping jacks in the house or whatever, like I just have to decide on that and then do it. And my self-trust builds from there. But if I'm like, well, I'm going to do these 20 things that I just fundamentally know I don't have time for. And that's not a decision I can even make. Then I'm putting myself in a position to not only feel more uncertain, more out of control, but actually to like lose self-trust along the way. I love that so much. Yeah. That's something that you taught me. And that that piece about feeling the feeling that you want to have, even if it doesn't seem to exist in your reality, I think is so huge. Um, Can you, would you mind talking about like some of those feelings you can cultivate? I know for me, even before all of this happened, you were like, well, you can feel grounded and like, you can feel safe, even though everything feels chaotic. Right. And that was the first time I'd ever done that. 
So a couple things, like one, there's one way, which is like cultivate the feeling you want to have, which we can talk about. And I totally believe in. And then there's also a way of like run with the feeling that's present. So something I would say here, and let's talk about that one first, which is interesting is that like, we make uncertainty out to be such a bad thing. Like we're so quick to be like bad, but like, um, one of the marriage and family therapists I look up to the most, her name's Esther Perel. And she talks a lot about bringing back passion in a marriage. And what she talks about, I promise I have a point is, um, how at, um, the beginning of a relationship, there's so much uncertainty and that's what creates passion. Mm. Cause it's like, we don't know what they're going to do or what the next thing is, or like where this is going to progress to. And like, actually that cultivates a lot of excitement and passion. Um, and you know, as we progress in a relationship, we can become so certain of what the other person is going to do that it like totally, um, erodes away at our passion and excitement for each other. And so a lot of what she does in her therapy is help create more of that uncertainty back within a marriage, which is really interesting. So my point in saying that is like, maybe this is your time to kind of like find that passion and excitement again, like run with that feeling. Don't fully make it wrong. And like, if we're all being really honest with ourselves, there's a little part of us that kind of digs the excitement right now. Like what's the next news story? What's the next thing? Like there is this human nature in us that likes excitement and we're not saying we want bad things to happen, but like if we're all being real that's true there is this like jolt of excitement in times like this so it's just like where do you channel that what do you do with it this could be like the time where you find like your greatest passion in business and run with it or maybe if you were feeling less than passionate about business it's reignited so that's one way does that make sense yeah for sure that makes so much sense i was reading um leadership yesterday Mm -hmm. because i was like okay i need to take a book or take a page from lacy's book and slow the f down and just like read a book for a second so i committed to reading uh, a chapter per day yeah uh which is great but i was reading it and the first chapter he just talks about how like as a leader you have to expect uncertainty and that's literally what you're putting yourself in all the time and there is you can't get out of it right And I think it's really the same thing in terms of like growth. There's always uncertainty and growth whenever you choose the next step. We just don't think about it that way. We just think like it's more certain because it feels more stable. Well, I think that it's a really interesting time to be an entrepreneur right now on that note, because entrepreneurship is always uncertain. It always has been uncertain. Like, like, like nothing is new for us in many ways. I think what's happening is collectively many people that felt like they had the really, really stable, secure job or whatever are feeling a lot of uncertainty. So for us, we're like feeling the wave of that, but I actually don't think entrepreneurship is really any more uncertain now than it has been. You know what I mean? Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That totally, because it's like, like you were saying in a different conversation we had that you know, there's still problems to solve. There's still needs. There's still all these things. It just might mean that you need to change that positioning. But as an entrepreneur and as an online entrepreneur, we're really in a great position at the moment to serve all the people. And we're really, you know, very ahead of the curve um, in that way. So even, so this is kind of where more of that conversation around, like, is it really the uncertainty that 
in your experience, like, is that real? Or are you just feeling the collective uncertainty? I think it's just more in our faces. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Right. And I think the uncertainty in life is much more intense. And so we tend to apply life to business a lot of the time, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So like life is very uncertain right now to to an extent, right? Like I went to the grocery store this morning and it was like, I couldn't even find like meat. You know what I mean? Like there is some like level of uncertainty in, in that. But I think that we let ourselves apply that everywhere where it's like, yeah, maybe I'm certain like when I can go out to dinner again or when I'm going back to the gym or when kids are going back to school and like that that's intense. And I'm not trying to like downplay that that's not something to deal with. I just think we have to be very careful if we're being like, and that means my business is also wildly uncertain and all of this other stuff. Like your business kind of always has been to an extent. Like this mm-hmm. is actually just a really big opportunity to, to capitalize on that. Right. And to innovate and to change and to, totally. you know, to only hold on to the things that really matter most and let the other things fall to the side mm-hmm. for sure. Um, so as if, if people are really like struggling with this concept of uncertainty and they just like, don't know what to do it, do with yeah. it as a therapist in the past, like practicing there, like you're still, you still are right. But um, do you have tools for people or things that they can think about and do to help with that uncertainty right now, if they're not sure where to put it? Totally. So, um, when I was a therapist, I worked with, um, clients that had dual diagnoses, so substance abuse, and then another diagnosis like bipolar depression, something like that. And they were all court ordered to six months of inpatient rehab. So my point in telling you that is that their lives were about as uncertain as it could possibly get. (laughs) They had completely hit rock bottom. They were court ordered. They were in inpatient. They did not want to be there. They had no idea what their life was going to look like on the other side. It was just like the most uncertain thing ever, like worse than many of us are feeling right now. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, what, what is really beautiful about that time when I got to work with that group is that, um, we also did, we were an inpatient facility, so we hosted AA meetings on site. Mm-hmm. And I think AA is just like the coolest fucking thing ever. And um, step one of the 12 step process is surrender to a power greater than yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I think like whatever that power is for you, and I'm not, you know, suggesting that it has to be any one thing. I'm not even suggesting it has to be a power necessarily, but surrender is the kind of the move here. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we have to get a little bit surrendered at times like these, and we have to decide who and what we're surrendering to. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that when we try to get so in control right now is when it gets more intense, but what we're trying to often control is the uncontrollable, but where you can find certainty is in controlling what you can, like in deciding, Mm -hmm. like one thing I made a couple of decisions, like right when this happened for me, like I was like, I will be the most calm and grounded coach I've ever been like decision. I can control that. Mm -hmm. I can decide to be that and I can show up every day as that. And so every day since shit has hit the fan, I have shown up like that and I'm finding certainty in that. Or like I've decided like, I want to bring positivity into our household every day. Mm -hmm. Since it's happened, like I can control that. I can Mm -hmm. decide that. Like, I want to get a workout in three times a week since I'm not going like, I can control that. I can decide that. So it's like, but what I can't control or decide is like when the next time I can like go out to dinner is, or if I'm going to be able to have a wedding or all of these other things, like I have to surrender that. Totally. Yeah. I love that. The, the first thing is surrender to the higher power. 
Mm-hmm. Totally. And then in AA too, it's like very much about empowerment. Like another step is like make amends. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of people that, you know, have been in substance abuse or whatever have done a lot of shitty things that they maybe like wish they didn't do or regret doing or whatever. So it's like, yes, surrender mm-hmm. and own what you can get empowered, control what you can go make right what you can make right. So I think that's mm-hmm. a little bit of this situation, which is like you're, you, you are never going to be able to control it all. You have to surrender some of it and do what you can create certainty where you can make right what you can make right. Like move totally. in the direction of that empowerment, but it doesn't mean that like you have to control it all. Totally. I love that. Yeah. That's so good. I feel like that's such a good way to talk about a lot of the conversation that has been happening around control what you can and, you know, control what you can't. It's just, it's another way of framing it that I think is really, really helpful. Um, other than just saying, you know, the standard thing that I think that we're hearing a lot, which is control what you can control and let go of what you can't just to have that context, I think is yeah. super powerful. Um, so well, I think also sometimes yeah. we question what we can or can't control. And so mm-hmm. like when I was working with that, the, that group of people, like the thing that they can control is like what was happening tomorrow. <laughs> Mm, yeah you know things like that like I think we have to break it down to like that small like you can control if you show up in your business tomorrow you can control if you give value to someone tomorrow you can control how you show up as a coach or as a leader or whatever like make it those like miniature things I think where we get confused is we're like okay so I have to control that we grow this year no matter what and and like we get really wrapped up in shit you know what I mean yeah totally like like trying to future project control. It's like that thing of, um, like when you set your intention, right? When you set your intention, you have to let go of the how anyway, because it can always end up better than you thought that it could. Um, and if you try to control the pieces, it's not really going to work out the way that, you know, it, it just probably won't work out that way. It'll work out so much better if you surrender to the higher power and just have the intention of what you want but you're not so set on that particular outcome. Like you're available for it to be fluid, which by the way, is also what is talked about in this leadership book, right? Mm-hmm. Like leaders are actually fluid. They're actually like water, you know, water can move through things, but it can also push things forward. Mm-hmm. Totally. So that's awesome. Um, so with that, like with making that shift, are there any other perspective shifts that you feel like women need to make right now? Well, I think some, some conversations that have been coming up, um, with a lot of my clients is the perspective shift around, like, is it okay to sell right now? (laughs) I think that that's such a present conversation. And the interesting part of that being such a present conversation, because you said women, that's what triggered it for me is like, I really feel like only women are asking ourselves this, like not to hate Mm. on my ex, but like it. So one of my clients yeah. was telling me that she had a conversation with her husband and she was trying to explain to him, like, it kind of feels weird to sell right now. And he was literally like, I'm not trying to be like, not understanding, but it's like not computing for me. Like, I don't understand what you're saying. Like, he was like, why? I don't understand how you selling right now has anything to do with this. Like what? I don't get it. And I was talking to yes. my fiance yeah. about it too. And he said something really interesting because he's been in sales um, his whole career too. And he was like, this is when selling actually happens. Like it's not selling until people actually have to change their behavior. Like it's not selling until someone's having a harder time buying. Like this is what sales actually look like. And I thought that was so interesting because like every male you talk to around this, they're kind of like, oh my God, like this is it. This is the time. And so many women 
feel like, oh my God, it maybe isn't. And I think it's just because we're empaths and we're naturally more sensitive and we see the collective as kind of all wound together where men see things in boxes. But um, Mm -hmm. I think just like to note that and to note that like you can be a beautiful, compassionate, caring, empathic human and still run your business during this time. And another shift I would say too is not even necessarily a shift, but like this is the time to double down on taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think again, women specifically almost always use a time like this to take care of everyone else. (laughs) Totally. Right. And it's the same thing. It's like, because we can see all of it and we're, you know, so drawn to being caretakers, but like, if you are not taking care of yourself and your mental health right now, like this will crush you because this is like prolonged trauma, basically. Um, it's not like, you know, we're hit by a tornado and it's over and then we recover or something. This is going to be a prolonged thing. And so if you are not taking care of yourself, like we, we will see such high rates of like burnout, stress, things like that. So those would be my things. That's such a good reminder that, you know, like, I, I, yeah, how you said that, like, this is prolonged trauma. I think that's really, really validating for, it's validating for me. I think it's validating for a lot of people because I think we just look at this. I don't know, for me anyway, like I look at this as, okay, there's this thing that's happening. I need to respond to this thing that's happening. I need to do the best that I can during this thing that's happening. But I don't really always think about it in terms of how is this psychologically affecting me right now, right? I think of it in terms of like, okay, in the moment, I feel like this, so I need to do this thing so Mm -hmm. that I get back to feeling like this, but not really thinking about it in terms of long-term mental health. What do I need to do right now to make sure that um, I'm like, I don't healing along the way. I don't know that those are the best words for it, but like really healing along the way as, um, it keeps happening. I actually, last night I looked up like the, um, five stages of grief and I was like, how many of us are really going through the five stages of grief right now? And, you know, like just looking at the people in my life, who's in denial, who's in acceptance, (laughs) who's, you know, in, in what, period of it. I think it's really fascinating, but really validating what you said about like, this is actual prolonged trauma and that it's triggering. It's very triggering, right? It's very triggering. And I think that if we know that, then we can feel empowered around it. Totally. I think, um, something that I find to be like exceptionally interesting right now is that, you know, most humans have one of two really core needs, um, which is safety and freedom. And like, I feel like most women have safety as their top need and most men have freedom, but I think it can vary a little bit, but those two (laughs) core needs just got totally wiped away from us. Like we're feeling less free than we've probably ever felt in our entire lives in terms of like not being able to go and do the things that we used to do. We feel less safe or certain than we ever felt like we were talking about. Right. So Mm -hmm. um, even if it's just a psychological component, even if it's not actually more uncertain, we're feeling that. And so um, to then feel that for very prolonged periods of time can't not impact you. (laughs) And so I think we almost have to like take away the pretending that like it, Oh, I could be fine or I'm good or whatever. Like you can be good, but are you doing your work? Because it will impact you over time if you're not right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. A hundred percent. I love that. 
Um, I would be really, really interested. Uh, and I don't, I don't know anyone uh, like, like this personally, but I'd be really interested to hear kind of a man's perspective on that particular, like, um, you know, prolonged trauma and like dealing with it because I mean, I know this isn't every man, um, but a lot of men, you know, are like, just try to sort of tune it out, I think. Mm-hmm. And they're not like, like we feel the feels, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> they're like, it's, it's fine. If I block it out, then, you know, it's, it's not an issue, mm-hmm. but I would be really interested to kind of hear that. Well, I think we all respond differently. Right. And obviously we're making generalizations here, but it's like interesting how I was mentioning, like a lot of women almost feel like it's time to pull back with like selling and business. And we feel bad and our tendency is to pull back. I feel like so many men in this circumstance, their tendency is to like go the opposite way. Like one of my clients was telling me her husband got on the kick of like, before this was all even like as huge as it is now, but like how important social distancing is. And he was emailing all of his friends and all of his family and like making sure everybody was on this or like, um, my fiance, uh, they do in-person physician trainings. Yeah. Um, so all of his trainings, you know, have gotten canceled. He's not traveling. So he has been like nonstop being like, we're getting these trainings online. I'm recording these videos. I'm like, I feel like they almost like lean heavier into like fix this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's so funny because my dad told me a long, long time ago that when women and men are driving and there's like, they're about to be in an accident, women always stop again, generalization, but women stop and men like accelerate, which Mm. I think is so interesting. Yeah. That's fascinating. And I think it's just good to know that because we're, a lot of us are in like more close proximity and close quarters with our partners than ever in situations like that. And so we're all going to handle it different and just like being Uh able to see that as helpful, but also to know that like none of it's wrong. Like if you're someone in your business who does have to take a lean back right now, because you have kids at home or because life has changed dramatically, that's okay. If you're someone that's like, I'm actually working more than I ever have and I'm running at it and I'm like, that's okay too. It's just like, are you taking care of yourself through that? Right. Totally. Yeah. Um, so I think I just have one more question for you because I want to like respect your time and stuff. Um, if you had a loudspeaker to talk to all of the business women in the world and potentially just the world as a whole, <laughs> I haven't asked anyone else this, but I just felt like it was such a question that you could answer. I just felt like you would have like the best answer, but is there something that you would say to them right now, all the people or all the business women? Can I answer those differently? <laughs> yes. Cool. So I think in terms of business, what I would say is like, now is the time to be innovative and adaptable. Like, I think that that message feels so, so, so important to me right now. I've always been someone that like really believes in innovation, but I mean, now more than ever, I feel like is the opportunity to like really get innovative on how can we solve people's problems like business always has been, always will be built on how well can we help others? How much value can we give? How well can we solve problems? And we have more problems than we've ever had (laughs) at this moment. Mm -hmm. And so like, I, I don't believe that there's this negative way of like capitalizing on it. I mean, I think the people that are like buying hand sanitizer and selling it for $500 should be like shamed of themselves. And I think that's a different rodeo, but like, (laughs) In terms of business, like great businesses are made because they solve problems. We have more problems and more pain points than ever. And if we can use this time to be a solution and to innovate and adapt in that capacity, like I just think that 
we will help so many more people and more like amazing heart-centered women running successful businesses is only the best thing that can happen for this world. So um, be a problem solver, be an innovative or innovator, adapt, like don't get stuck in that mode of like, but I don't know, get excited about like, how can I figure it out? Like let that uncertainty kind of like stoke that passion, like we were talking about and run at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And then for the world, I mean, I think it's just like, be kind to yourself. Like, mm-hmm. I really think that like, so often, um, during times like these, like we're either like being assholes to everyone or we're like taking care of everyone at our own expense. Mm-hmm. And then being an asshole because we're, taking, being care an asshole. <laughs> because exactly. we're taking care of everyone at our own expense. Yeah. I just feel like if everyone could just be like extra kind to themselves, extra caring to themselves, extra loving to themselves, that would ripple out. And I feel like these are the times where we need to hear that permission because it almost feels like, I think again, especially for women, that if someone else feels bad, I can't feel good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, feel good. The more people feeling good, the better. Like the more you can help serve all those things. I mean, it's so cheesy, but it's like, you know, the fill your own cup first, but like, holy shit, that's more important than ever. Like be incredibly kind to yourself. It so is. It so is. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's like, if you don't fill yourself up, then just know you're going to be an asshole. To everyone. <laughs> and like, no, you know, uh, all of these circumstances just ask us like, who are you going to be in this circumstance? Right. And like, do you want to be an asshole? <laughs> yeah. Or do you want to be someone that's resourcing themselves so that they can resource others? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And that's such a good question for kind of everything that we've talked about. Like, do you want to be the woman who, you know, pulls back? Do you want to be the woman who gives to herself? Do you want to be the woman who um, goes forward and serves more people? Do you want to be, um, you know, whatever do you, who do you want to be right now? Yeah. You get to decide mm-hmm. and that's where you can create some certainty again. Right. Like there is certainty in who you're going to be. Like I was saying, I was like, I'm going to be the most common grounded coach I've ever been. And I'm going to bring positivity into my home every day. Like you get to decide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. I loved this. Thank you for having me. You're the best. You're the best. I just love could you. Hug you all day. Love you too. Um, so can you tell people where they can find you and, and what you want them to get right now? I know you have a, um, something that you've been talking about that I think is really relevant to this conversation, which is about mm-hmm. innovation. Um, there's like a document. Yep. My Facebook group is called the lit up and loaded entrepreneur. And I don't know if it's the pin post, but in it, if you search innovation incubator, <laughs> no opt-in required, nothing. We're just giving away um, a free challenge that I did a while ago that asks you questions on how to think about your business in a more innovative way, how to get creative, how to serve your industry in a new way. This was not just yeah. built, this was built a long time ago, but it's like more relevant now than ever to ask yourself those questions. So you can grab that in the group again, free, no opt-in, just something to like start noodling on and moving forward with. I love that. I'm going to get it today for myself. Beautiful. Thank you so much. You're the best. Can you tell them um, your Instagram handle too? Yes, it is a lit up life. Um, and my website is litoflife.com as well. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. 
And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset, strategy, and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.